Good morning, everybody. You are tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Wednesday, November 8th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitze, reporting for Mad Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. In Canada, Environment Commissioner says Trudeau government's climate plan for 2030 cannot be trusted. In world news, NATO freezes a Cold War-era security pact after Russia's, Russia pulls out, raising questions on arms control. And in the U.S., Canadian poet Rupi Kaur declines White House invitation over Gaza conflict. And in Nigeria, two people were killed after fire at Canadian High Commission. And then we'll hear Rajan with a new Good News segment. So with all this news, let's get started. The Federal Environment Commissioner recently concluded that the Canadian Liberal government's accountability plan to hit Canada's 2030 climate target is actually unreliable and can be trusted. According to the Toronto Star, in a report tabled Tuesday in Parliament, Environment and Sustainable Development Commissioner Jerry DeMarco found the Trudeau government's plan to aggressively slash greenhouse gas emissions that caused the climate crisis is full of holes and falls short of what's needed to hit the 2030 target. DeMarco determined the plan relies on overly optimistic assumptions about the success of liberal climate policies. A small proportion of its measures, about 5%, come with a clear statement of how they will reduce emissions, making it impossible to track whether they are worth their risks, DeMarco found. And, citing delayed initiatives like the cap on Canada's ever-increasing oil and gas emissions first promised in 2021, the commissioner revealed that fewer than half of the measures in the plan have deadlines for implementation, raising concerns about whether they will be in place in time to make a real difference. Taken together, the shortcomings mean the Environment Commissioner is, quote, extremely concerned about the federal government's ability to make meaningful progress in slashing emissions under the plan. Speaking to reporters on Tuesday, DeMarco outlined the stakes of failing to confront the climate crisis, pointing to scientific predictions that time is running short to avoid the worst extremes of global warming, such as more frequent and severe wildfires, floods, droughts, and storms. DeMarco said, This is not my first time sounding the alarm, and I will continue to do so until Canada turns the tide. On Tuesday, NATO member countries that signed a key Cold Era security treaty froze their participation in the pact just hours after Russia pulled out. This move raised questions about the future of arms control agreements in Europe. According to the Canadian press, Many of NATO's 31 allies are parties to the Treaty of Conventional Armed Forces in Europe, which was aimed at preventing Cold War rivals from massing forces at or near their mutual borders. The treaty was signed in November of 1990, as the Soviet bloc was crumbling but was not fully ratified until two years later. NATO said that Tuesday's action by its signatory members was required because, quote, a situation whereby... Allied state parties abide by the treaty while Russia does not would be unsustainable. Earlier in the day, Russian representatives said it had finalized its withdrawal from the treaty. The long-expected move came after both houses of the Russian parliament approved a bill proposed by President Vladimir Putin denouncing the Treaty of Conventional Armed Forces in Europe. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said suspending the obligations by Washington and its allies will strengthen NATO's, quote, deterrence and defense capacity by removing restrictions that impact planning, deployments, and exercises, 
restrictions that no longer bind Russia after Moscow's withdrawal. End quote. He added that Russia's actions, quote, further demonstrates Moscow's continued disregard for arms control. The German foreign ministry underscored that Berlin and its allies are not pulling out of the treaty. The ministry said Germany instant, intends to stick to the national limits for weapons systems in the treaty. It criticized Moscow's withdrawal, saying that, quote, Russia is destroying another pillar of our European security and arms control architecture. The treaty was one of a number of major arms control treaties involving Russia and the U.S. that have been crippled in recent years. In February, with U.S.-Russia tensions running high over Ukraine, Russia suspended its participation in the New START Treaty, the lost arms control pact that remains between the two countries. Both countries also pulled out of the 1987 Intermediate-Range Nuclear Forces Treaty in 2019, blaming each other for violations. Back to Canadian news, Canadian poet Rupi Kaur says she's turned down an invitation from U.S. President Joe Biden's administration because she opposes his government's response to the Israel-Gaza war. According to the Canadian press, Kaur said in an Instagram post that the administration invited her to Vice President Kamala Harris' Diwali present celebration. She wrote that she won't attend because the U.S. government is funding Israel's bombardment of Gaza. Kaur said she can't accept an invitation from, quote, an institution that supports the collective punishment of a trapped civilian population. Still according to the Canadian press, more than 10,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israel's military offensive in Gaza, according to the numbers by Hamas-run health minister there. Well, in world news, an explosion at the Canadian High Commission in Nigeria's capital of Abuja killed two people and sent another two to the hospital, according to the fire service that responded to the call. Mercy Douglas of the FCT Fire Service told CBC News that, quote, a tanker that was inside the generator building exploded, killing two men who worked for the company managing the generator. An eyewitness who tweeted a video of the fire captured large plumes of black smoke billowing up from behind the building. In a social media post, Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolly said that officials were looking to, quote, shed a light on what caused the situation. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with Rajan for a new Good News episode. Good morning, everyone. Format Radio, this is Rojan, and you're listening to the Good News Network. Today's wholesome story is about three friends and our secrets to living a long life. Irene Rankin, Daisy Taylor, and Phyllis Cottrell are three friends living in the same senior care home in Britain. All of them are over 100 years old, with Rankin being 101, while Taylor and Cottrell stand at 103 years of age. Taylor celebrated her 104th birthday this November with, according to the Daily Mail, her two daughters, one son, 10 grandchildren, and 23 great-grandchildren. The three shared with Good News Network some advice for how to achieve such a lengthy life. Their methods included maintaining an active schedule, treasuring family, and enjoying nature or fresh air. Rankin, an easygoing soul, said that she enjoys the pleasure of having fresh air and experiencing nature. Rankin says to the Good News Network, I like to be in the fresh air, alongside the seaside, in nature. I remember walking for miles. The animals and the plants have always taken my fancy because they are living creatures. She also enjoyed swimming, diving, cooking, gardening, and music. The Manor Lodge staff told the Good News Network that Irene is a joyful lady who dances all the time. 
Cottrell has a passion for knitting and teaches others how to do it. According to the Daily Mail, Cottrell is a mother who worked in numerous fields, including customer service in a diner, handling laundry, working as a cleaner, a salesperson, and a model. She finally retired when she was 80. Now she is a grandmother of three grandchildren. She told the Good News Network that her advice is to be kind and optimistic. A positive attitude is a key to life. Taylor said to the Daily Mail, We all meet and we enjoy life. I look forward to it. I live life to the full. I'm always on the go. I don't like sitting around. Some of her hobbies include yoga, dancing, cycling, and mingling with her peers during her exercise classes. According to the Good News Network, Taylor was married to her husband for 39 years before he passed away at the age of 60. According to the Daily Mail, Taylor brags about having a 96-year-old boy toy who lives in another local care home. It's inspiring how despite the struggles that friends had with experiences, such as loss, they all find a way to live their lives to the fullest, making sure that each day was worth living. It's also amazing how the most mundane things, such as having a hobby or a sport, is part of what makes a happier, longer life. Thank you for tuning in to the Good News Network. From Met Radio, this is Rojan. Thank you, Rajan. And before we wrap this up, let's take a quick look at the weather in Toronto. Today's high will be 4 degrees and the low will be at minus 2 Celsius. During the rest of the week, you can expect temperatures between 0 and 7 degrees with some sun but lots of clouds. And with this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Mad Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schuetze. Thanks for listening.